Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 83. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. It is Sunday, January 24th, and it's kind of rainy outside, dude. It's pretty wet. Yeah, I like it. Gives me an excuse not to go outside. I guess actually, I worked out before it started raining, so I was kind of lucky there. Yeah, I'm probably going to try to work out afterwards. I usually work out later in the day. Eh. I don't know, I just prefer it. No, for sure. I, I've just had to move days around with my trainer and stuff. It's just been like, oh, God, it's mm. things are hectic and whatnot. Uh, right before this, actually, myself and El Paso Brandon from Apollo City Comics podcast, we recorded our second episode of Sutra Sidewatch, talking about the movie Seven. And we were talking about how we're both just kind of, once again, burning out and stuff. And I'm like, mm. here's the other show for Sunday. All right, let's do this. And, uh, I, dude, I'm, I'm like... I'm happy there's no news. This weekend, though. <laughs> huh? At least you don't have to do four this weekend like you did last weekend. Yeah, and it's just like as soon as this is done, and then it's like, oh, cool, a few more hours, and then I got to get ready for work. Today? You know, no, because work's tomorrow. It's oh, like, I you know, it's just like you have only a little bit of time, and then it's like back to work yeah. and stuff. It's yay. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's uh, our backlog episode so this is our third backlog special aka the hibernation episode uh the first one was just uh, a backlog special the second one was the leftovers this one is the hibernation and we're gonna just keep coming up with fun names for the backlog episodes which uh, like i said will probably be once a month i don't know which weeks they'll be normally uh this one there was so much news that came out in january that it kind of got crazy uh so this is the week we were able to do it because it was the final week of january so it was like all right whatever comes out this week we'll just save that for the first week of february and just combine those in for news uh just to make it a little bit easier i will say though of course uh we will have one news piece for today only because uh even though we're doing everything that we played and watched in this episode uh this will be something we did technically watch today as it just came out, and it's only two and a half minutes long, but it'll be big to talk about. Before we get to that, though, of course, this is Sutra Side Talk. This is a show where we talk about gaming, movie, TV news, and uh, specific uh, news topics so we can really, like, go in on it and tell you guys how we feel. And then uh, if we got time, then we'll do uh, what we've been watching and what we've been playing, which is what we're actually going to do this entire episode. Just to catch up, because, uh, James, I heard you have 17 things on your list, and I got... 60 on mine so yeah that, i don't know if fun. you're counting both movies and games on your list so far or i am just movies. okay thank god so no that, yeah, if that's... it was just movies i would even cry a little bit more but I, 50 is movies and tv shows 10 are games so there's yeah. quite a lot here uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun but we'll we'll jump right into it and of course uh you can follow us on twitter and instagram at Sutra side talk and you can listen to us on various platforms. Just don't forget to subscribe, uh, share it out to people, let others know about this. And like I said, if you can give us like a review or something like that, whatever it is for that site, uh, if you can do that, that'd be fantastic. But starting off before we get into our full listings here, James, something came out today that I've been waiting for for a long time, which I think we talked about in the last episode. I lamented the uh pushing forward of the release date of the godzilla versus kong movie instead of it being in may it's now in march and it's like the last week in march like march 26th i believe yeah through a huge wrench in your schedule for movie watching yes and i've since then adjusted my schedule so now is uh it is planned accordingly at least so i can say that 
but of course odds of it seeing in theaters like if the if our thing is going to drastically improve for us that there'll be a theater to privately rent or something in march i don't know i personally doubt it so most likely i'll be limited to an hbo max uh viewing which is the one thing i didn't want to happen which is why i wanted it to be in may but you know they, they just said nah it's gonna be sooner so we can just own you know everything all these other movies are getting delayed which we'll talk about next week but uh because of that it definitely makes it so March is pretty much Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, it's not going to be necessarily IMAX, but I, I'm hoping that once it's able to safely open up again, I hope that Alamo Drafthouse does a like, uh, I don't know, like a schedule of movies that were missed during quarantine or whatever, and Godzilla would be on there. Oh, yeah. I, I plan on, given the chance in theaters, I will watch this on IMAX at either whatever, like Metreon or Daily City Century Theater. I'll watch it in the Alamo to enjoy it as in the Alamo. I'll watch it in the Balboa. So I can guarantee if it's in theaters and including our local theater, I will watch it three times at the very least. Like I will do it. I will spend money and do this. Let me do it. I want to. Uh, but yeah, on on due time. We'll see how that goes. But James, today we got the Godzilla versus Kong trailer. We got the trailer and I watched it probably four times. I had to wait because I, I had just watched seven. I need to make sure I watch seven and then record seven. Uh, record talking about seven because i knew if i watched the trailer for godzilla vs kong it would totally kind of screw up my mind with everything i just like watched from this movie so i'm like i have to wait till after otherwise it's gonna like throw me off and it's gonna mess me up and i waited and i saw like all my friends on discord are like going all in talking about it and i'm gonna honestly i don't even know if you guys are listening you probably don't even know what you're talking about until i get on there and i'm gonna tell you guys what's what because you know i know more than you but uh <laughs> Like I see on Instagram, there's photos everywhere and all this other stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And, uh, after we're done recording this, I may or may not be recording a YouTube live reaction with, uh, Danny Benson from third planet from the black hole. We'll, we'll uh, react to the trailer as well. I'll probably be like five minutes, but once that's all done, I'll jump into the discord and see what those ants are talking about. That's right. I'm just in monster mode right now. I don't care. Everyone's small to me. This is what it's like, James. I feel the power. Dude, I James like, the trailer. As excited <laughs> yes. as I am for this trailer, like you were definitely way more excited. Like I've been I waiting for like, this for so long. I was just like, I can't wait to see what it looks like. But you're like the real Godzilla fan here. During I remember back in Birds of Prey came out in theaters in February. I'm like, this is where we're gonna see the Godzilla versus Kong trailer, guys. Watch. Watched <laughs> it. The fuck? <laughs> where yeah, is the it? weird thing? It it like it came that this trailer came like way later than we were expecting it really like, did it was like that was back in february 20 2020 and i'm like well it'll be here soon i'm sure one year later yeah, oh we finally got the trailer <laughs> two <laughs> months before the movie comes out yeah and james talking about the trailer now we got we got a lot there so I will say the one thing I didn't like was the music in the middle. I was like, yeah. I get it. You're trying to make it into like a bot. Like this isn't Creed. Please stop. Like, so, I don't need this to be some fucking pay-per-view bullshit that you're trying to spin up here for your little trailer. So I'm not crazy. I didn't like that music either. I didn't think it. No, it was, it was garbage. Yeah. Yeah. No, the middle music was like, absolute though. garbage. I did like though, like right before that music kicked up, like the shot of Godzilla, like, swimming through the water and then kong like looking into the water and literally like 
slamming his fists down on the aircraft carrier he seems to be on and just like screaming into the water he's it's basically Khan going like come at me bro yeah <laughs> he's like oh and you see a lot in there which i i there were certain parts because you know they cut it to make it like a whole like oh my god it's edgy as shit yeah, and it's true. like there's certain parts where i was just like shut the fuck up guys like what are you doing um uh, it's also probably because like, of the uh, edits the scars guard guy going like we need kong the world needs kong yeah i was like all right that's fine whatever because all right so that i think it's also i'm gonna say this it's probably a mix of my bias of godzilla of course because he's a radioactive lizard that shows the times of american nuclear weapon testing and japan's answer to it without actually addressing it fully and it creates this entire message and eventually you know you get a shit ton of entertaining films of just like monster fighting and it becomes amazing and then you get shin godzilla which also then gets really political and really meaningful and probably was the best one of the year and you know godzilla is a very symbolic creature of that kind of stuff and then you look at kong and he's a giant fucking monkey that lights white woman and uh <laughs> gets thrown off a skyscraper and you're like all right well that's it <laughs> it's just a giant monkey <laughs> i'm not i mean i'm just fucking with him but like you know He's Kong. He's he's a giant monkey, and I think lizards are just better than monkeys at the end of the day. I, I think that's just the truth. And anyone else that thinks differently, Bobby, if you're listening to this, fuck you. Um, he, he's a big Kong guy. But anyone that thinks differently, you're wrong. You're probably wrong. You're definitely wrong. You, you just don't know what you're saying because you're just so caught up in Kong being American that you you just you're, you're just so infatuated with that. Well, it's weird to talk about Kong though in the, like I guess this context just because. You keep saying the American Kong, but that wasn't the King Kong that fought Godzilla. Nope. Originally. It nope. was the Japanese uh, version, I guess you want to say, of King Best Kong. Best outfit. <laughs> and like the original King Kong, or at least the American King Kong movie, from what I understand, what like the main themes were like the, the greed of man and stuff like that. Like we literally enslaved like a wonder of the world just for like a little bit of money. And it ended oh, up. Oh, no, yeah. Creating like a catastrophe in New York or whatever. It's pretty much all through uh, the 1930s version really talks about that because it's like it's the greed of making a film and making fame for yourself. And then the sequel doesn't really say that at all. It's like a whole just like, oh, yeah. money uh, for the movie. <laughs> and then the 70s version, which I'll talk about. Actually, I don't think I'll get to that today, but uh, that one is the same thing. But instead of replacing uh the film industry with uh fossil fuels basically going like we're gonna make something out of this and then they do the same thing in which shit ton of people get killed and all this other stuff and it's like oh god what have you done and mm. it's a it's a whole thing and there is a there's a definite message for kong like i said i'm just fucking with y'all but also he's a stupid monkey uh mm. and this trailer definitely definitely gives it to kong like they're really like trying to make Kong the good guy, just like in the Japanese version, which I will say the titles are different. In uh, the 1960s King Kong versus Godzilla, it was called King Kong versus Godzilla. This one is called Godzilla versus Kong, oh, or Godzilla versus King yeah, Kong, if uh. you want to look at it. Yeah, so Godzilla's name is first in this one. And for the trailer, you get, you know, this is taking place, you know, Skull Island happened in the 70s, so Kong is definitely now a lot bigger, as you can see. But Godzilla, since King of Monsters, has gotten violent. He's, like, destroying people, killing people, and, like, doing all this crazy shit, apparently. And they're, like, you have one half, uh, you, you pretty much see humans taking sides, in a way. 
You have the Kong people, which is like, you know, Alexander, uh, what's his face? Alexander Skarsgård, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's his, the, there's he's a like, Skarsgård, uh, I think that one's Alexander, Alexander. I th- yeah, which, which he's Nathan Lind and then, uh, Rebecca Hall plays Eileen Andrews and it seems like they're heading up the Kong team where they're like, we need Kong to stop Godzilla. We're going to go ahead and basically go through this and we're going to have Kong kill Godzilla probably like that's their goal. They kidnap Kong to kill Godzilla and there's like a little girl that has like a relationship with Kong. Obviously this new this girl's a new character. If you wonder why isn't she in the other movie it's because well she wasn't born yet that was the 70s. Yeah. So uh, this is you know she's like what she looks like she's eight so she's pretty new um, and they obviously have some little relationship. She they she worships him and he defends her and they have a connection and stuff and it's gonna be like oh it's so humanistic and beautiful blah blah bullshit bullshit monkeys and uh yeah that's right i'm still i'm still biased sorry uh and you've got godzilla over there destroying everything and they're like he's like a monster he's doing all this stuff and they're gonna fight and you got like uh what's your face the character of Eileen Andrews being like Kong bows to no one, and I was that was the part where I was like, "Fuck up, man! I don't want to hear this bullshit. Get out of here!" Uh, and because you know, it's like two are fighting to be king. There was a war long ago, and it's like uh, they're fighting to see who's the big one standing. And then you have your characters from King of the Monsters return. Yeah, you've got uh, Millie Bobby Brown again playing Madison Russell. You have uh, Kyle Chandler playing Mark Russell, her dad. And you can see they're heading up the Monarch side, at least like their portion of Monarch. I'm not sure. But they're the ones that are like, you know, this isn't happening. This is like, like the, something's wrong. Something's wrong. We have to find out what it is. It's not, I don't think it's Godzilla's fault. Something's doing, something's causing Godzilla to do this. And we need to find out what it is. And you have like them along with uh, Brian Tyree Henry playing Bernie Hayes and Julian Dennison playing Josh Valentine as part of that team. And you see one other dude in the trailer that seemed really important. Shonogiri plays uh, Ren Serizawa. He was in that uh, scene oh. with the Mechagodzilla. So yeah. Sarah, if, it is, if his name is Ren Serizawa, you can only assume that he's probably the son of uh, Dr. Serizawa, uh, played by Ken Watanabe in the last two yeah. Godzilla films. That, that definitely makes sense. So I'm really, I'm really curious to see what his role is going to be. Cause you know, you're hoping like, you know, my dad gave his life to save this monster. I'm hoping, or like to, you know, bring him back to to the fight. I'm hoping like, you know, he'll live up to that. I really would be disappointed if it's like, uh, oh, my dad was wrong. We have to stop Godzilla. It'll be like, I hope it's something like he shows up cause he finds out that there, there's like a plan to bring Kong to fight Godzilla. And he's just like, my dad died to save this uh, save godzilla i don't want his work to be for nothing or he could be um he could be the one building uh what we see so i don't know where to start here because there's like uh i'll say like other people that are in this movie this is great so lance reddick is going to be in this Ooh, i love lance reddick yeah he's going to be the monarch director or a monarch director i'm not really sure i guess he's in charge now especially since sarazawa is dead but uh, he'll be in it too. That was like another key person I wanted to point out there. And then, uh, you know, there's a shit ton of other people. But uh, you've got potentially what looks like Mechagodzilla in this. And it's obviously just uh, when you look behind Ren Serizawa, you see a like 
visual piece of a monster and it's like showing a status of it and stuff and it's like um, it's a mech and it definitely looks like mechagodzilla you can tell by the feet structure and it's only four toes it's not like a giant mo it's not like mechakong like it was in king kong escapes uh it's definitely a there was a mechakong yes james um no i'm 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 focusing in on the toe thing. There was is there a, a right amount of toes for Mechagodzilla? No, it's just you know it wouldn't be a if it's Godzilla's got like four toes, so it's got four oh, toes, okay. so it makes sense that it would be Mechagodzilla. And if it's a Mechagodzilla too, you wonder like is Ren working on something that it's like you know we don't need to fully rely on monsters to protect ourselves. What if we had our own like machine and stuff like that? So potentially that could be it too. Who knows? But. Uh, You've got that, and in the very beginning of the trailer, you see something red blasting out of the ground, and, you know, some people are like, oh, is it Godzilla? And it doesn't look like it at all. My guess, it could be Mechagodzilla, uh, just from the glowing, or mm. it could be another monster entirely, but I doubt it's Godzilla or Kong, even though we don't really see the monsters from the previous film in it at all. You don't see, like, Rodan, you don't see Behemoth, you don't see uh, Scylla, or That's true. Um, we only see Kong and Godzilla playing the, the uh, fly the yeah, so guys. I do want to address that. So you see Kong basically throwing one monster around by the tail. That is Titanus Warbat. And you see him fight two of those. And then you see Kong at one point with a like staff of sorts. And it looks like it's made from the bones of one of the monsters. My yeah, guess it looks like an axe. Yeah, and from what the coloring looks like matching that of the Titanus Warbat, I would only assume that is a piece of the Warbat and he turned that into a weapon, most likely. And then we see yeah. another set of creatures flying over him uh, that is most likely Titanus Camazots or a version of Camazot, which will be a giant, also bat-like creature that or like wing like it's a flying creature that kong fights apparently in another graphic novel i don't think it's um it's either in the one that's already out or they're making a new kong graphic novel and kamazot's supposed to be in that i honestly can't remember but uh you do see that monster originally in a graphic novel for sure that's what i know and so we see these two brand new winged monsters obviously they don't seem like they're going to be that big necessarily uh warbat probably more than kamazot and you got to assume like, oh, we're probably going to see some monsters that maybe Kong rules over. And then we might see a bigger brawl with the other monsters. I definitely, James, for sure. Like, I think uh, it's the obvious thing. So Godzilla and Kong are going to fight each other. One's going to nearly beat the other potentially or something like that. Or one will beat the other. I hopefully, I, I, if, they, if that does happen, Godzilla better beat Kong. I don't want it to be some other crap like uh kong beating godzilla again because like they, it's just man just give godzilla this for he deserves it more he's been in so many more movies he's he's worked so hard he he really he really deserves this I, i'm just saying but they're gonna team up and fight either mechagodzilla or some other big monster it's gonna happen that's usually what happens anyway i mean it didn't happen in congress as godzilla but that's also because that was like the third godzilla movie anyway uh and they weren't ready for like a massive amount of monsters yet. Plus Godzilla was still technically bad in those films at that point. So I, I really think it'll be Mechagodzilla or some other monster. They'll team up and fight 
and it'll be crazy, but then they'll both go their separate ways, and Godzilla will be like, I rule the Earth, you could just rule your island, and Kong will be like, okay, uh, that's what I'd assume, but we'll, we'll see what happens there, and then uh, I, I want to, I really want to see Rodan in this again, I want to see more Rodan for sure, uh, I, I just, I just need more Rodan. And then for sure, James, I think what also is going to stop them from fighting, like, uh, just like uh, going back to another movie, if you look at Godzilla, or Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, that's the one where Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra team up to fight Ghidorah. And in it, Godzilla and Rodan are so busy fighting each other, Mothra gets both of their attention and, like, basically fucks with them both to be like, hey, we need to team up and fight Ghidorah. And then they eventually do so, and the three of them take Ghidorah out together and make him run away. I'm assuming in this one, either the massive monster will uh, make them team up immediately or Mothra, you know, at the end of Godzilla King of Monsters, they say there's a massive egg. So most likely that's another Mothra. That Mothra larva will probably be the one to get them to work together again or work, get mm. them to work together for this. That's what I would assume. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much everything in it. Like, it's like, you know, it's just a lot of brawl shit. There's shitty music. Uh, before that, you got the great sound effects of the monsters. There's a girl handing Kong the doll. A lot of it was also in the teasers we see that they've been giving us for like the last four days. So yeah, it was like a mix of new stuff and not new stuff. I definitely like the lighting where it looked like Godzilla was in maybe Japan because everything was like purple. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah, that was super cool. Like there's a bunch of neon lights everywhere. Yeah, so that was that was really dope. Um, altogether, I just I, I'm really excited. I just didn't like the way they created the trailer. I think that was my only mm. issue. Um, but otherwise, the scenes that you do get to see, I'm I'm really excited to see how this turns out. And I think honestly, everything they showed was just this very 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 small part of the movie. Like I honestly yeah. think there's gonna be a lot more fights. This is just a small snippet. They're hiding like most of the good shit. This is probably not even any of the good shit. This is like the, oh yeah, it happens eventually. It's like, that's the beginning. We're seeing like the first probably 30 minutes of stuff, I'm sure. We're going to get the good stuff later. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before we jump into actually what we've been watching and playing? Mm, no, I think that's it for that trailer release. All right. So, uh, starting off here, guys, uh, I'll go first, and I'm going to be uh, doing five things, and then I'll just switch off to James, and we'll go back and forth, pretty much. Every, every one he does, I do five, because that's how much I got. Uh, first off here, so I am, at least in my list of movies and shows, I'm in September. So we're sort of getting closer. When we first started this, I was all the way back in March, April, so you saw how long so that was. You're so much more organized than me. I don't even bother putting dates on it. I just like if I watch something. Oh, I didn't put dates. I'm just, I'm just looking at the movies, and I can just kind of tell oh. by the sets. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's how I honestly know because at a, after the first like set of them, then I see all the Halloween stuff, so I know it's October. Mm. So uh, first movie. This is the Monster Movie Thursday, and it was like one of the last. Um, we were doing a mix of Godzilla every other week, and then we do like a classic kaiju one shot. So it's still a Toho one. It's just like one of the random monsters like Varen, uh, Baragon, uh, Amanda, things like that. Uh, this one was not one of those. Instead, we, we did do some more modern ones that were like American monster movies and stuff. And James, Anaconda. Ooh. 
Yeah, so we watched that. I've watched that multiple times, but it's been a long time. And I was just like cracking up because I forgot, dude. This is like the only horror movie where the minorities outlive all the white people. Really? <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's Jennifer been so Lo- long since I've seen that. Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube are like the only people that live besides uh, her boyfriend that like comes back eventually. Uh, but he's like injured like the whole time. And I, I love it because it's got, uh, you know, it's got JLo and Ice Cube. It's got Owen Wilson. It's got John Voight playing uh, Paul Cerrone, like the guy that they pick up that is like the one hunting the anaconda and will sacrifice any of them to get it. <laughs> John Voight, man, that guy's fucking crazy now. I know. It's funny, too, because, you know, he plays like all these interesting people that are like government guys and all this stuff. You know, he's usually plays like a a more well put together guy. And this one, he plays a dude that's supposed to be like some, I think, European who's hunting in Brazil. And he's like, yes, I am. I am sort of and I am hunting this monster. And it's just like a hello. And he talks so weird. It's so good. Just watch that. Guys, just like watch any scene from Anaconda where John Voight is talking and it is gold it is absolute gold you will not regret it it's beautiful and then you'll want to watch the whole movie but seeing like the the use of them i can't remember what was cg and what was like potentially like animatronic or like practical effects but the anaconda itself is like (laughs) it let's just say it didn't it didn't age the best like it looks like something you'd see on the roller coaster that's like <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, it's part of the ride. That's fine. Um, oh, so they did use practical effects, though. I thought I it was think so. I think I if if it well, that's the thing, James. If it is the CG, they made it look like that now. Like that's kind of what it reminds uh, me of a bit. Um, it's still good. Like I still enjoy it. Like that movie is really fun. It's not like an amazing movie or anything, but it's just like a good time, especially when you're like Owen Wilson's like. Yeah, I believe in this guy. He really knows what he's talking about. So you guys can fuck off and get out of the way so we can hunt this giant snake. Oh, wow. Wow, that's such a big snake. He does say, I think he says wow in it too. I was like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, no, Owen Wilson dies. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's it's uh, it's some ridiculous stuff of what happens in that movie. Uh, it's, it's hard to believe that... Um, I don't know. It's just, it's funny to believe that they said, let's make a movie about a documentary crew being attacked by a giant snake in the Amazon. And that's what they normally look like. Cause it's supposed to be realistic. And they're like, yeah, anacondas are just like this, you know? Oh, what? And they, they, they weren't like, Oh, this is like an abnormally large anaconda. They're just like, Oh my God, it's an anaconda. Yes. They're just like, Oh my God, it's an anaconda. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Cause you, you know, you see this movie and then you go to San Francisco Zoo and they're like, we have an anaconda here. And I'm just like, how do they how do they get that without dying? And then you go in there and you look at it and you're like, huh. I mean, they're big and they could crush <laughs> you to death. But like, well, you, they don't crush you. They just like you uh, suffocate or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, they're big, but they're not that big. Like the from what I remember of anaconda, they made it look like the basilisk from Harry Potter. Well, I mean. They, no, they made the basilisk of Harry Potter look like Anaconda. Uh, yeah, that that's right. I was wrong. <laughs> you fool. The chronological order of these movies coming out, you've forgotten. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like it's, it's very much like they try to make it monstrous. And I think that was really the very, that was like one of the early snake monster movies. Because, you know, eventually you get all those sci-fi movies, which is like, oh, it's Boa movie and it's Python movie. And then you got 
boa versus python or or cyber boa or bullshit and it's like you know there's like 20 million movies about snakes and sharks and gators and shit and they they just gone crazy with them and this is like i feel like this is the og this is the original before they did it because it was like an actual it wasn't sci-fi it was like a full-on film studio being like yeah we did it (laughs) we made the movie and I would ur- I would urge everyone to uh, just go to their local zoo. If there's an anaconda there, if you want to see it act like the one in the movie, just start talking to it. Like, uh, just act like you're John Voight and try to do your best John Voight uh, anaconda Saron impression and see if the snake gets angry. Be like, I hate John Voight. And then start attacking people. <laughs> I literally cannot picture John Voight in my head with a European accent. I only think of him as like the character from National Treasure. Alright, I'll put it in perspective of, uh, I think he's also in Transformers. Uh, he's like the, uh, the Secretary of Defense. Oh my god, you're right. He's basically yeah, he's got the, the shotgun. Character. He's like, if you could tell me if I can't talk to my wife on the phone, right? And then it's like, oh, the phone's dead, and he fights the Transformer. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really something. And um, what was I going to, I was going to say something really fast about it. <sighs> Shit, what was it? Um, I think uh, it's just... It's funny because, yeah, I, I lost it. I lost what I was going to say. Uh, something about John Voight in his South American accent? No, his European oh, accent. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what, okay. Yeah, I was I was trying to, I was bullshitting. I was like, what was it? What was it supposed to be? And I'm like, I'm saying something thinking like, if I keep talking, it's going to come out because it's like, oh, there you go. That was not near it at all. Uh, if you want something similar to John Voight as Sarone in Anaconda, watch Machete and see Steven Seagal as a Mexican cartel lord. Oh, I forgot about that. I love how Steven Seagal Seagal used to be like a huge thing, and now he's like that weirdo. (laughs) Everyone's that weirdo now, James. But yeah, it's uh, Steven. Check out Steven Seagal as as, uh, the cartel lord in machete and he even he fights with a katana at one point so just like give you that like uh that just imagine that and you're just like oh okay and he keeps calling people bitch it's it's fantastic but that's i think the closest similarity i can say between the two uh is just like listen to their accents and you know exactly what i'm talking about that alone is worth watching the movie but it's just it's a fun time just also maybe get a drink and enjoy yourself but anaconda check it out uh next i watched um I just randomly watched Rambo Last Blood. Oh, I heard there was like nothing good about that movie. It's it's uh aka Rambo Kills Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So you know what's funny? They with both um with both Rocky and Rambo, they did like two sets of things. They made they made them do comebacks where, you know, um Rocky Five after Rocky Five they do Rocky Balboa. And it's like, you know, it's been a long time and he's yeah. hella old now and he does like a fight and stuff. And you're just like, wow, I can't believe he did that. And then eventually you get Creed and it's like he's even older, but it's still like they went, yeah, we did the old man movie and now it's the older man movie. You have Rambo 4 is Rambo and you're just like, oh, he's in like um, Southeast Asia and he saves people from all these like, I don't know if they're like militia or something. I can't remember. And it's like super freaking gory. It's insane. And you're like, oh my god, he's old. I can't believe they did an old ass movie with him. And then they go, Rambo, Last Blood, and it's like older Rambo, like in Creed, and he's just like, I am even older. 
<laughs> but I still get everybody. Don't worry, I'm gonna take them all down. And it's him going, and he lives with, uh, <clears throat> I guess, like his dad owned like a ranch, and you never hear about it because you know it's like well, it's ra- from what I remember of the original movies, that was where he was going. It, like at oh, least was in the it? first I don't movie, he anymore. was he was like on his way through the state or whatever and he was just like going through town he he literally just wanted to get like a meal and like a place to stay for the night and he was mistaken for like a um like a hippie because they thought that his military garb and stuff like that was like you know how hippies in like the uh, 70s and i guess 80s would uh wear military like jackets and stuff like that yeah it's like a sign of protest so they were like we don't want hippies like you in our town he's just like I'm just on my way through. I'm trying to get to like my family ranch or whatever. So I guess the it's idea also is, like, like he, did, he did finally settle down there. Yeah, it's all you know. Rambo is also about like uh, at least the first one is actually ser- like all the other movies are fucking insane. But yeah. Rambo one is actually a good film about like you know a post war vet and yeah. how they're treated in America and stuff. Dude, like he literally just wanted to get through town, and the police kept like fucking with him to the point where he just like snaps. And he didn't even snap. Like literally, like. They actually try to murder him, and in self-defense, he accidentally kills one, which he deserved to die. Like, he's yeah. literally shooting at him, and it's like, like I have to defend helicopter. myself. Yeah, so it's like, oh, you fell and died. It's like, well, play dumb games, win stupid prizes. It's like, true. why yeah. were you doing that? And that then they're like, we gotta hunt like, him down. The very like end scene where he's like, kind of having a mental breakdown with his like old CO. Uh, oh, yeah. Not, like, like witnessing witnessing his friend die like right in front of him like that that like that moment for that movie was just made me go like wow holy shit he got super fucked up by uh, by being in vietnam like and he's probably like this is probably pretty accurate for some people who like went to that war and came back yeah i mean not going on shooting rampages and shit but like just being like broken and that i don't know i liked that really emotional scene like that's why that movie is still great. Is it's not for the action; it's for like the character of Rambo. Oh, easily. And uh, Rambo Last Blood, you know. So he's on the ranch, and you got he's living with, I guess, this woman that used to work for his dad and stuff, or work for him. And they, she lives on the property with her daughter, and she pretty much is like a daughter to him. And he, uh, you know, takes care of her a lot. And she's like, oh, I want to go do this stuff or something. I forget what it was, but there was like a difference she had with him. And oh, she wanted to find her biological father in Mexico. And like, uh, he's like, he's a piece of shit. Don't go see him. He's terrible. If he was, if he, if he was good for you, it would have shown up for you. And she's like, I just want to meet him. I need to know. So she like meets her friend that like, I guess was, no good somewhat like she used to she was in she was with the wrong crowd and shit and uh she sees her friend and they go to see her dad and her dad's like well i see wow fuck off get out of here and, <laughs> and she gets like wow yeah and she gets freaking kidnapped by like a cartel that's also doing uh human trafficking that escalated quickly yes and then like <laughs> rambo has to go find her and you think like he's gonna find her in time, and they basically they honestly it's a pretty fucked up movie. They end up raping her and drugging her. 
Oh my and God. she dies of overdosing. Oh my uh, God, because she they, dies? Yeah, she straight up dies. And you're just like, uh... Damn. And, like, Rambo That's goes to the dark. first time and they beat the shit out of him. And, like, this lady that I guess is a journalist who lost her sister to the cartel, like, they killed her sister too, like, saves him and stuff. But he, like, uh, I guess kills some dudes and gets out of there and gets the... Uh, they, she's alive and dies in the car, I think. And, mm. like, they get back and the mom leaves and he buries the girl. And then he goes back again and fucks with them some more and is like, hey, I killed your brother or whatever. Like, there were two big cartel guys and he kills, like, the brother. Uh, and then the other one basically takes the rest of the cartel and goes after him and he goes back to the ranch. Turns it into a full-on death trap. And he has... The, the movie he had foreshadowing because he's, like, showing these tunnels in his little blacksmith area. And he's got all these tunnels and he lays traps all over the place. So then the movie is just him hunting all these guys down that he led into his house. And he just like kills them off one by one in the most insane shit. Like he's shooting them with bows and whatnot. It's just insane. He basically kills them all and then walks away, I think. But it was just like Rambo. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah, it was. Um, it was interesting. Like, I. James, it's funny because it's like, I would always, I would say like, oh yeah, watch the later Rocky movie and then watch Creed because they all t- tie in together and the Creed films are great. And then you look at Rambo and I'm like, you should watch the first three after that. Um, if you love just endless gore, watch the fourth one. If you want just kind of depression, but violence and action, then watch the fifth one. <laughs> I guess that's uh, how yeah. I'd uh, bring it up. Yeah, that's uh, that's my final point on that one. Uh, let's see what else I got here. I guess uh, I could actually knock out three at once. I uh, okay. screened both Mummy, Mummy, Mummy Returns and Scorpion Kings to First and Friends. Watching those again at this time. Uh, oh, I had- yeah. I forgot about Mummy Returns. For whatever reason, in my head, Scorpion King was the sequel. No, it- no, oh, that's oh. that was a spinoff, James. And spin-off. I don't think I ever even watched uh, the, the third one, the fourth one fourth which, which fourth with the empire scorpion king or, no so scorpion king is a spin-off the third mummy movie is the mummy tomb of the dragon oh, emperor i see okay. and then the scorpion king movie happens and then they make like four direct to netflix or dvd sequels okay i i had all the titles mixed up in my head then i yeah when you said scorpion there's five king, scorpion king movies dude what yes <laughs> So the first, all right, all right, all right. So just to go through these, because it's like, there's not much to say. Like I watched these so many times when I was younger. I, the mummy movies are fantastic. They're like, um, honestly, the mummy movies are the nineties, like early, late nineties, early two thousands, spiritual successor to Indiana Jones. Like, um, Scorpion King is to Conan the Barbarian. Hmm. That's how I describe these films. Like if you love Indiana Jones, the mummy is that next step from there. If you like Conan and Con- like Conan the Barbarian and stuff, Scorpion King is that next thing there. That is like the, the next generation. So like, you know, you have the people that grew up in the 80s and they love those films. Like these are my, uh, this is our generations I would consider, even though like, you know, you still love Indiana Jones and that's still like the goat. But uh, I do, I think, prefer Scorpion King over Conan, but that's just because it's just the Scorpion King. You can't not love the Scorpion King. He's what everyone wants to be, right? Right, James? Right? Everyone wants well, to be Scorpion King? Dwayne, it was like the role that made Dwayne The Rock Johnson an actor. 
Yeah, without 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 the Scorpion King, you guys have to know Dwayne the Rock Johnson is nothing. He's just uh, he's just a WWE guy. Without with Scorpion King, he is everything you see here today. If I ever meet that man on the street, James, I will always say. I think I said this once when we found out about the reboot, but I uh, if I saw him on the street, I'd be like, "Oh my god, dude, I love you. You're the Scorpion King." <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything else. He'll be like, "Oh, what about my?" esteemed role in this movie like you know i was in moneyball or not moneyball what was it called uh, the hbo show um, ballers i was in ballers i was in jumanji or uh fast and furious I'm like yeah it's fine but it's not the scorpion king dude i don't fuck talking <laughs> i'd walk about. up to him and be like hey you're that guy from jungle cruise oh <laughs> uh, don't do that that's mean <laughs> it's like being like oh it's the you know this is the dude from uh what was it um escape to witch mountain or some shit <laughs> Oh my that god, we, I forgot he was yeah. in there. <laughs> or you could be like, yo, you and Baywatch, dog. It's like, I oh my god, I looked I at that, that movie, movie I saw clips, and I didn't want to watch it after. I'm sorry. Uh, but you filmed it when I was over there in Savannah. Thanks, I guess. I don't know. I literally, like, I had that movie, that Baywatch movie on my Hulu watch list for the longest time. And then you told me, like, just don't watch it. It's literally not worth your time. So I was like, okay, that's good. That gets that one movie off my list. Yes. Uh, it's it's funny too because I think the best part about the Baywatch movie I'm glad it happened because when I was uh, there's a really big there there's a like the big park in Savannah or at least in the more like uh, historic downtown area of Savannah is Forsyth Park and they will film a lot of stuff there including like they filmed I think it was either there or one of the squares in Savannah was where Forrest Gump the bench scene is at mm, and okay. uh, there's a lot of stuff of course in these movies but that are shot in savannah for sure but when they shot baywatch uh, i went over there because one of my buddies was working on it and uh me and our friend like a couple friends went over there to the set area to check it out because you know it's still a public park you can walk through you just can't like walk over right over here because they're shooting but you could still like be nearby and james guess who was there not the, the rock, rock. <laughs> no, it was zach efron uh, and I think okay. uh, I think uh, Alexander Daddario was there too. I, w- I wish God, I wish I could have seen her. But uh, Zac Efron's there, and he's got like a backpack on. And people said like, "Oh yeah, apparently like he just puts weights in there so he could just keep building muscle, <laughs> and he just goes okay. around." But you see these girls talking to him like, "Oh my God!" Like, "Oh my God, Zac Efron!" And uh, the security guards like, "Hey everyone, you gotta stay away from uh, Zac Efron and stuff." And me and my buddy Miles, uh, who you also listen to, you'll hear him in Up to It, Down to It. We're standing there, and we're standing next to the security guard because we're we're not like obviously running over, but like, oh my god, Zach Efron! Like we're not like the girls over there. He goes, all right, buddy, you gotta go. He has a skateboard in his hand. He just jumps on the skateboard and just skateboards away right <laughs> past us. So uh, we just start. Wait, Zach Efron got on the yeah. He's like, all right, that. see you guys later. <laughs> He skateboards away from everybody. Me and Miles are dying. We are laughing so hard because it's so just, it's just this, it's disbelief of like, why is Zac Efron skateboarding past us right now away from these women? And the security guard is looking at us laughing and he thinks about it. You see him start smiling and he's like, oh, I see why it's funny now. (laughs) It's just so good. Uh, Oh my God, that was great. But uh, honestly, Talking about, like, because I don't really have much to say about the Mummy movies and Scorpion King, but more along the lines of all this stuff is why I wanted to talk about it. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, God, it was those movies, man. They, they're so good. And I will say, James, I had them on DVD and I 
was like, this isn't enough for me. I need to, I need to upgrade now. It's on DVD. So I, I, you know what I did, James? I bought 4K Ultra Blu-ray. I got the 4K Mummy Trilogy and the Scorpion King on 4K. (laughs) Yes, I did. I I bought them on 4K. I I didn't upgrade any movies I have to 4K that I didn't, like, I'll buy some new movies now in 4K, but I'm not going to upgrade anything really. I'm like good with everything the way it is. But I said, I don't want the DVD versions of the Mummy. I'll keep the Jurassic Park DVD versions, but not the Mummy. I'm going to upgrade to 4K for the Mummy and Scorpion King, so I can also watch the Mummy Returns and just see see the Rock come out as a CG Scorpion Man, being like, <laughs> "It's gonna be, it's, it's just glorious, James." When Speaking I get a 4K of, TV, it's gonna be beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of movies that I could that we're like don't need anymore. I'm looking through a like pile of movies in my room that's like, okay, what do I have like newer versions of? Because I've gotten like Blu-ray versions of movies that I've had over the years that as that I already had as DVDs. So like, why would I need the DVD? It's just, it's only there because it's just been lying in my room and I just haven't gotten around to cleaning it out. Anyway, I apparently have the Star Wars DVD, the Star Wars episodes one, two, and three full screen versions what yes wait the prequels <laughs> on dvd on the yeah the prequels oh god i'm just like fuck that i i will never ever watch this version of this movie again why would i why do i still own this dude there's okay there's two types of you know you've lost when you have two types of movies you were the people that chose full screen over widescreen or yeah. you're the people that chose hd dvd over blu-ray and now you just have those garbage things left and you're like these are worth nothing now here's the thing is like my mom hates those black bars on screens so when we had didn't have a widescreen tv she would always prefer to buy the widescreen or the full screen version of movies and as a kid i did not know that that meant that they were like literally cutting off parts of the movie to like make it fit in that aspect ratio so like now i look at stuff like that and i'm just like oh my god why do we have this (laughs) what have i done (laughs) it's the dvd copy too so like i don't know it's it's funny the things you'll find like when you're trying to clean up and you're just like oh my god i still have this so i know even as any star wars collector would enjoy having these things you're gonna do the right thing and get rid of those right oh absolutely okay good just making sure well, like I just said, like there is no way I would ever watch that version of those movies again. <laughs> do you have a? Do you have a different version? Do you have the Blu-ray set? Not of those movies, but they're, oh, okay. they're all on Disney Plus. So if I if I really really wanted to watch it, I could do it there. Oh, true. I do, uh, dude. I got the. I I have one version now, and the version I got is perfect. It's the. Uh, well, actually, it's not perfect. It's got the edits in it, but. It's the one right before Disney bought them. George Lucas put out all six as a mm. saga collection. So it's got like the nice case and yeah. each disc is in the sleeve with like beautiful art on it. And uh, the front has like, it shows the still like basically the, uh, it shows Luke and Anakin, like episode one, Anakin walking forward, uh, episode four, Luke walking be- uh, the other direction. And they're like basically back to back to each other. It's so good. It's so freaking. that's like, it's it's one of those things where you're just like, ah, oh, yes, one of the pre-Disney, like, it was like the pinnacle, and all you gotta do now is unfortunately go through and then check out, like, the the edits in Empire and Return, and you're just like, no, 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 <laughs> why did you do that? 
but uh yeah aside from those uh edits or i guess it was really return of the jedi it's just the no you have to deal with the no but yeah oh well yeah so did you want to cover any more or was that like technically five that was technically five so you can jump in if you want Okay, so I am going to talk about the second season of What We Do in the Shadows. Because I, I watched that a while ago, and like I'll try not to be too spoilery because you haven't gotten around to it yet, and I know you have plans to get to it. But dude, oh my god, this show is like... It's one of the few shows that is so funny, it just gets me laughing out loud. Like, hysterically. So I got the uh, episode list up from Hulu just to see, like, to refresh my mind on, like, what each episode was. So, like, one of the storylines that got me that was a kind of reoccurring thing throughout the season was they find out that ghosts are, the vampires find out that ghosts are a real thing. <laughs> Especially since, like, after, like, Lazlo spent, like, a good 10 minutes of the episode going, like, ghosts are not real. They don't exist. I've been alive for, like, hundreds of years or whatever at this point, and I've never seen a ghost. And it turns out their house is haunted. Uh, And so they realize, like, wait a minute. If ghosts are real and we technically are dead, does that mean we could have ghosts? And so they, like, they get a witch to summon, like, their ghosts that are, like, literally there. (laughs) And they try to help, like, their ghosts with their unfinished business or whatever. It's so funny. So there's three versions of them the part that's dead the part well i guess there's two there's the well, undead like, physical forms and then now a ghostly soul is that basically yeah. their souls yeah like their souls like were stuck on earth like apparently laszlo's was like his unfinished unfinished business is like oh you see well nadia turned to me while i was like mid-orgasm so, so his ghost needs to, to get an <laughs> so he's like <laughs> Well, maybe if I if I could borrow your body for a bit and do like one more last one, I could I could go on to the next realm. It's like later on, Laszlo's ghost is like gone, and they're just like, "Oh, how'd you help? What'd you have to help him with?" He's like, "I don't want to talk about it." Uh, Dude, that's crazy. Uh, what what was that? Uh, first or second season? That was the second season. Oh boy, uh, I'm excited. There's let's see. I don't I don't want to talk about every episode because that would take too long. Uh, because I want to give you more time to get some more of your crazy like long list We done. can definitely do it also when I finally do watch it all. We could do like the full spoilers as well. Uh, for sure. Uh, one, I think the funniest sh- uh, episode in a long time was like the uh, the emotional vampire, the psychic vampire. Uh, the guy who's like just a normal ass dude. He just like bores people to sleep all the time. Oh, yeah. Hey, he, gets a, he gets a promotion at work. And he initially like freaks out because he's like, oh, no, usually they figure out that like I don't really work at this place uh, at wherever I'm working. And then they like fire me and tell me to leave and I just go to the next place. And he's like, I still don't even know what we do here, but I guess I do well enough that they they decided to promote me. And so he finds out that now because he has authority, people have to actually listen to him. They have to listen to him. So, so he just starts like overfeeding on everyone and it's so funny because he becomes so powerful in that episode that he just starts flying everywhere (laughs) like there's a moment where he like runs his hand like through his head like hair but he's like normally bald and just like hair appears (laughs) it's so funny like 
he eventually starts to feed on everyone else in the house to the point where they're they're actually aging. Oh my god! Like the vampires are aging, and they're like, "Oh no, we need Colin Robinson is draining of us of our power. We need to do something. <laughs> I can't get up." <laughs> Guillermo, go kill that uh, uh, Colin Robinson for us. He's like, can't. Too tired. <laughs> like, eventually Colin is just like walking through uh, the office. He's like, yeah, now I can drain people with literally one word. Like, DGIF? DGIF? And he's just like pointing at people and they're just like passing out. <laughs> one person, he's just like, he literally just does like finger guns at someone and they pass out because he oh my god immediately. It, like, I was laughing so hysterically th- throughout this episode. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how it ends because it's it's pretty funny. But then like the next one, they had uh, Mark Hamill guest appear. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. He, he's like a vampire that Laszlo cheated uh, like out of some money or something like a long, long time ago. And he just like never forgot. And he eventually tracks him down. And Laszlo's like, well, I have to go now. <laughs> And he just like leaves everyone to he like li- like literally he just doesn't want to pay this guy back so he just like leaves his life and goes to another town and he assumes the role of like a bartender and he gets like really weirdly involved in the local volleyball team it's so weird buddy like and then eventually uh, uh uh Mark Hamill's character tracks him down again and like doesn't recognize him because he put on like. A mustache like no he already has a mustache he like he did some oh he wore a hat or something like that i don't know it's oh dude, dude that's like what the, the episode where he wore the hat though in the first season the the, un- the cursed ta- oh no <laughs> that was so it does. uh let's see what else the and the, like they they also progress this like story throughout the season that like um at the end of the first season you find out that guillermo is like related to van helsing oh and he just like starts to accidentally kill vampires like he's just inherently good at it and so there's like a thing throughout this season where he just like keeps having to occasionally kill another vampire to like cover up his secrets and stuff like that and like by the like the end the last episode is like the vampire council is trying to try the the vampires in the uh, like the main character vampires for the death of like someone else in the last season that Guillermo killed and like everyone refuses to believe that Guillermo could have killed a vampire it's so funny like this I can't wait for like the next season like I hope there's another season I'm, I'm excited I feel like there would be this is a highly successful show unless Disney destroys it yeah, I know, right? It's just damn like, you, Disney. Every single episode, like when it was coming, it's one of the few episode or shows when it was airing on. Well, I guess when when the episodes would come to um, Hulu, which is where I was watching it, I I would actually watch it as soon as the episode came out. Well, or at least as soon as Hulu told me the episode was out. They're fucking terrible at uh, keeping you up to date. But yeah, dude, it, this show is just every single episode is freaking hilarious. Alright. So that takes care of one of my things, at least. Nice, nice. And I actually, dude, I got um, the movie on here somewhere for October. So that's going to be fun to talk about, too. Yeah, I should, just because I like the show so much, I should go back and watch the, the original movie. It's it's fantastic. Uh, it's it's Dude, that's got Taika Waititi in it, too. 
Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's one, he's like the, he's like with one of the main characters. Uh, but all right. Uh, next up, jumping into uh, some a show I watched, which uh, is one I finally got to. The third part of like kind of like the four arc portion of uh, the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Like there's Mobile Suit Gundam, and then there was a uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta. I finally watched uh, ZZ uh, Mobile, Suit, Mobile Suit Gundam uh, ZZ, which is pretty much taking place like right after Zeta and it's got like um there's no this one is interesting because they don't have the main characters from the first ones that do uh have like big roles somewhat in the second series but there's no uh Amuro or Char or anything like that the only character that really comes back are uh what uh Haman Khan who's like the leader now of the uh um the uh oh my god the zeons and then uh captain bright who's still like the leader of the ship and stuff and you got like a new generation of kids that come on the ship and they do all their stuff and whatnot and honestly like it's a really good time and james i will say like even for those that don't really care about anime these these shows do such a good job because it's like full on like long ass episode arcs. And this is, these are from like the seventies and eighties. Like I don't, I think this is like early eighties still like, cause the original show is still like late seventies when it came out and they're like the early, some of the earliest anime shows out there and they do such a good job of like continuity and really getting the story through. And I think for ZZ though, the difference with this one and the others was ZZ doesn't have an English dub. Like the other two do. Oh, interesting. And so that changed things up for me, James, because in the first two, I watched the English dubs, you know, and, you know, you have to take them how they are, because, you know, in, let's say Zeta is an example. Every time Camille talks, he's like, oh, why do you guys do this? I'm Camille. And everyone that responds to him are like, hey, Camille. And it's just like, (laughs) it's hella funny the way everyone talks a bit. Like, it still works really well. And you enjoy the voices, especially just because you get used to them, especially like Captain Bright, who's in both series, Mm. uh, especially Char. Those two like have great voices that you really enjoy in English. And then you get to Japanese and it's like they're somewhat similar, at least uh, specifically Bright's is a little bit similar. But it's just weird hearing it all in Japanese. And I'm just like, oh, this is like that one time I did that one other time. And it was with Inuyasha where I watched the entire show in English until I got like the the final couple seasons. And I don't remember why it switched to Japanese and I was just like whoa this is so different because I don't know if you've ever watched Inuyasha James in English when he shouts Kagome he's like Kagome no and in the uh Japanese version he's like Kagome (laughs) and it's just like completely different and uh having the Japanese versions there with a lot of new characters it still worked especially because now I'm listening in its original language so it makes more sense and for the majority of animes i watch now i'm usually watching in japanese but i think just specifically like i enjoyed full metal in english um attack on titan i can't do in english i gotta do that in japanese but this uh mobile suit i i'm like debating now because i'm just like oh man i don't know if i want to continue in uh, if i want to go back to english but i did anyway because like the last thing the fourth part of like this whole set was actually a movie and it's a uh, Char's counterattack, which is really good. 
I just wish it was a, an, a series length because it felt so short and rushed mm. and there's so many things happening in it and you get all these, you get some familiar characters and you get all these new ones and then they managed to do a great job of killing off like every single character. You're like, oh Amaro, dead. Char, dead. Uh, new character, that's uh, like a young girl who's a new type, dead. Uh, Amaro's girlfriend now, who's Chan, it's like, oh, who's Chan? Oh, she seems pretty cool. She's a great pilot. Dead. And you're just like, what the fuck? Everyone's, everyone's dead. And they keep, they kill, like, so many people off. Um, and it's great, because the whole thing is culmination, where, like, Char's, like, the Earth had its chance. Humanity's been screwing up there so many times, we have to take it out and let it, like, the whole thing is, like, saving the environment of the planets. That's the goal. It should be that, like, uh, we don't abuse it. And then the Federation said, at least the good ones on the Federation said, like, uh, Amaro and Captain Bright and whatnot, are like, just give us time. We can make things change. We need to change things this way. But if we do it your way, it's just going to cause, like, destruction and death and whatnot. We want to do it where it isn't as immediate, but we can make that change if we really put our mind to it. And it's, like, that whole thing. And the crazy part is, like, they get, a, like, a part of a space station or a meteor to come and hit Earth and basically just knock out all life on there. Oh, my God. And uh, Amaro basically sacrifices himself to uh, stop it. Like, he literally disintegrates and is able to uh, move it out of the way. And, like, the crazy part, too, is, like, when he's doing it and he's, like, trying incredibly hard and you see it's still going... All of the Federation troops pretty much lock on and start helping too, and they just all jump on there. And then uh, the crazy part is, I think they inspire so he inspires it so much that the uh, Zeon mechs, all the Zeon Gundams start uh, or mobile suits start going on there too. So they join up, and it's like the one time you see them all join forces and try to stop it from hitting the Earth. And the crazy, it's crazy too, because as you see it happening, it's not like just like you know one of those cartoons where. Uh, they do it and it's over. You straight up see like the mobile suits getting damaged by the heat and by the pressure from trying to stop it. And you see some starting to drift away because literally they've been destroyed. Like oh. they, they're breaking apart from the, you know, it's like burning up. Yeah. Uh, so Amuro, because he's a new type, like they're super psychic and stuff. Like they have all this telepathy and whatnot. He's able to like push them all out of the way, the ones that survive uh to get them away from there and then like he does the sacrifice and whatnot but it's so crazy especially just because uh the gundam i was introduced like the gundam show i was introduced to the series with was uh, unicorn and that's a much more recent one the animation's insane and whatnot but uh seeing the earliest set because really even though there is so many different gundam shows james like there's different universes the main one is universal century which is like these ones unicorn and all these other ones but then there's like separate ones which in each universe has a whole set of shows and movies there's like i think g gundam gundam wing gundam seed and whatnot and those are all just their own different things different universes they have nothing they like have different storylines different histories they're not the same whatsoever the only thing is they go we have flying mechs and stuff and they fight and blow each other up I think one universe is like a, it's like a weird fighting tournament that it is. It's like a Dragon Ball Z fighting tournament with mechs or something. It's weird. But I'm kind of staying away from those and sticking to the Universal Century. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of see more of it because I've now seen like this complete storyline. And a lot of the other stuff is either stuff that happens after 
stuff that happens during the initial war from the first series where it's like a different perspective or a different area and i did uh watch one more that i'll talk to when i get a chance like when i get down the list to it but honestly like these are great if you ever want to invest a little bit of time and just knock out these three series and the movie like it's a really fun thing to do otherwise if you don't have time they did turn like each season into like a three a trilogy of movies too that just they uh it's the same footage they just you know edit it into films where they put the most important stuff in there so you can watch them like that and so instead of watching uh like 50 or 20 something episodes you're watching in like uh three movies that are basically like what four and a half hours or something i'm assuming mm -hmm. So it really better. saves you a lot of time there. Yeah, but I, I prefer the shows. I, I'm not bothering with the movies at all. Uh, but yeah, that was the Gundam uh, show and movie there. And then I finished the final... I got the final season of The 100 done because it just came out like during quarantine. Mm -hmm. It happened in September. It finished up. And dude, oh my God. So I really... That was one of the last CW shows because... I'm pretty much doing attrition for the CW shows. I'll continue watching the ones I enjoy. And then once they end, they're done. And I'm trying not to replace them with other shows that are there. It's mm. just like one and done until there's none left. And then I don't watch anything there anymore for the most part, unless it's like really drawing me in or something. But the 100 was like the one thing that was like completely separate. It's not comic books. It's like based on novels. So it's not any of the DC stuff. Yeah. And I liked it because it was like, oh, these 100 kids get dropped onto the earth years after it like got destroyed by nuclear activity and you find out there's life there and it turns into like each season's like different enemies and there's new alliances they get forged and it's all this different stuff and uh the last season or two they get into some weird stuff where they leave the earth and go to a different dimension or not a different dimension oh, wow. sorry a different like part of the galaxy they, they like oh, oh. find another planet and establish stuff there and it turns out there's people there already and you're like, what the hell? And it turns out there's a colony and they turn it into this society. And it turns out there's actually multiple. There's like uh, a whole set of planets. They use these devices to uh, actually travel instantly from planet to planet. They just have to go through a portal and then they're there. And there's like six planets, including the Earth. And you find out like there's not like a society on each planet because some are inhospitable. So, like, there's a crazy ice planet. There's, like, a, a kind of graveyardy planet a little bit or something. I can't remember anymore. But um, there's a planet they use. It's, like, kind of a forest. And it's used as a prison. So they just send people there to live out their, ter their sentence of, like, whatever years. And then they come back. Because there's the society. The main planet they land on originally from, like, the previous season. There's, like, a civil war going on there. And they eventually unite all the sides, kind of, but everything's still very uneasy. And then they find out there's an even crazier society that's more futuristic, and they got the crazy technology. But they're like, we're going to fight the last war, and it's going to be crazy. And it's like, who are you fighting? And they're like, the other, the ones that wiped out the people here before us, the ones that wiped out the aliens that created these uh, symbols or whatever. It was like super weird. And it did make, it got really, really super sci-fi in a thing that, was like it's its own sci-fi but it doesn't feel that kind of meta i guess and it got a little weird and then they get to a point where you have these everyone in the the planet that everyone's been in for like the last season or so 
are now all finally uniting. There's like one annoying villain that's like there, but he eventually gets taken out. And so instead of dealing with the planet villain they got, they now have the whole society of villains that they have to deal with. Or they're not technically villains, but you could tell like there's like, they're not the ones that the show is about. And eventually they get to a point where they're about to fight each other, but the the main side is like, we're not going to fight, try not to fight, we have to not kill each other. It's going to be bad because this is a test going on at the same time. Basically, the bad society or the futuristic society dude that's in charge who apparently has been alive since the Earth before uh, the nuclear shit happened. So he's been alive for like a shit ton of years. Like I forget how many hundreds of years. He just keeps freezing himself or putting himself in this cryo sleep so he can keep getting up every like, I don't know, every like week, like once one week in like 20 or 100 years or something. And he's like, hey, what's going on? They're like, no progress, sir. And he's like, all right, fuck off. I'm going back to bed. And because uh, hmm. they solve this equation that's on these crazy the, the orb things that they use to travel and they find out there's like this uh, alien being that's like cosmic or something. They're like a collected entity and they're like, oh humanity can finally test and if you guys pass the test you will all leave your physical uh you basically they'll be kind of like raptured they'll be raptured into a into their collective being and all be in one in one solace thing and if they don't then they're going to destroy humanity or something and yeah it's like oh you know it's either one or the other so uh this dude's supposed to do the test and Right when he's about to start, he's like, I've been waiting my whole life for this. Because he's also evil. Uh, the main character, she comes in and just, like, stabs him and kills him. And, oh, my and God. She's like, no one's ever done that during a test before. This is unheard of. I can't believe you've done that. And she pretty much fails the test. And then she's like, but look, humanity's doing this stuff. And then she's like, the entity's like, well, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll rapture everyone up except for you. And you'll live out the rest, your last days alone as the last human or whatever. And everyone else will come into being the higher collective or whatever the fuck. And like, it happens and everyone gets raptured, especially like people that are dying from the battle. Like they're getting injured and you're like, oh no, these characters we love are dying. And then they get saved. And then uh, she's like alone back on the earth. Like, oh no, it's just me now. And then they just go like, well, actually... These, like, few people elected to stay behind with you, even though they'll now die and just be done after that. They won't join our collective being if they die, so they've chosen to just die with you. And it's, like, it's basically the other, like, a lot of the main cast from the show that survived. And they just, like, live out on Earth, and I guess until they eventually die off or whatever, because there's, like, not enough of them to make, like, a whole new society, I don't think. But it went from, like, a completely different tone that the entire series had to like a weird thing where it's like, Oh, there's a higher collective and there's aliens that like, they put you into this one thing and you're all together. And it's like fucking weird. And I'm just like, the, 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 what, 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 what is, what just happened? What, why, why did this happen? What, weren't we just in a cool war? And before this is another cool war. I thought they'd just do a thing where they finished the last dude. And then you just see them kind of like finally get to, create a full-on society and grow from there to re re-civilize the earth or whatever like that and then they just go no nah, it's just a higher collective it's fine we're all just gonna fucking waste away or some shit or turn into like the, the they'll waste the main characters will waste away 
and these people become part of a collective being that's like no need for physical form Mm. and i was just like this is it was pretty stupid i don't like this this is pretty bad it's kind of out there yeah. yeah it was it was such a weird change of pace and i really didn't like that they went from i don't know it just i i didn't like the ending itself like i feel like the final season didn't feel good either because like they, they kill off one of the main characters too over some dumb shit that honestly doesn't really have anything of weight afterwards you're just like oh they killed off like the second main character because of okay they like made him brainwashed or something it was super weird mm. and it was really disappointing seeing it like that and i was just like dang this last season kind of sucked what i heard too is it doesn't actually match the books at all uh the books That's actually weird. do a lot of other stuff and the change of pace with like the other planet and all this other things like uh it, it definitely doesn't do any of that or if it does maybe it does it later i'm not too sure but it wasn't really the direction i wanted it to go and it wasn't to my liking so i would say if you ever wanted to watch the show it's cool but the ending is just kind of ruins it so if you Mm. don't want to go through like six seasons of this then i would just recommend you not do it but uh otherwise it's a fun adventure but just be ready to be disappointed or maybe you'll like it more than i did i'm not really sure yeah but yeah it was it wasn't that good to me it's pretty bad (laughs) and let's see that's three I forget. Did you watch the pandemic special yet? I did. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Sure. Yeah. All right. So, dude, I, I've been wanting to talk about that. Just like uh, I've been kind of, I slowed you down on the Tiger King for so long. We could finally talk about South Park, the pandemic special. Holy shit. So instead of getting a new season, they had to, uh, had to just put things down into, what was it like an hour? Was it an hour long? Yeah. Huh. Was it? I think it was like it wasn't a movie length. It was definitely yeah. like it was like an hour forty five minutes or something. Weird. Then for like an hour long episode, not much happened. No, I mean it was very much like a funny like it was it was weird because I liked it. It was fun, but I thought it could have been much better. Yeah, uh, I felt the same. I after watching it, I was like, I thought it was funny, but it wasn't as like spectacular as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, like, I don't know. There, and, there are certain episodes of South Park that literally make me go like, "Wow, holy shit!" Trey, uh, Matt, and, Matt Stone and Trey Parker like hit it out of the park. They they hit it on, hit the nail on the head. They tackled this subject perfectly, and this one was just like, "Well, that was funny." Yeah, and what I didn't like about it was it could have been longer. And when I'm being mm. longer, like you don't have to make it like a longer movie length or anything like that. But I mean, like make it a, a season. And I get like they couldn't. I guess they can't do it in their current uh, situation. Like, I mean, like everyone else, but I would assume maybe they're not able to make the show as well as they could have, or at least at a good pace uh, within their remote locations. But either that, or they just didn't want to do it. I'm not too sure, but because they didn't turn like, dude, 2020 is such a good season to hit. There are so many things happening or that have happened that you could turn full just each each type of topic into a full episode you could turn oh yeah it's and they could really do probably a great job of it like everything from uh all the black lives matter stuff all the protests from the summer that is straight up a full episode the stuff of the beginning like trying to figure out where the virus came from that could be part of the that could be one episode 
having the uh honestly all the stuff that built up in the beginning like uh quarantine life how people are handling quarantine they, uh, like, they covered working. that a little bit but like that was the thing each each one of these subjects they covered just a little bit in this episode yeah like then like the, the blm Tolkien gets thing. shot <laughs> yeah that was the thing it was like there was one ep- uh, one joke in the episode where like cartman started to like lose his mind or whatever and all the cops who like they couldn't get the teachers back so the cops are now teachers <laughs> Which was, it, God, it was, yeah. And they, like, they all pull their guns on Token, even though he's, like, not doing anything. And, like, it's like, oh, okay, so this is the, the Black Lives Matter joke, I guess. Yeah. And, like, I think he gets shot in the shoulder or something. Yeah, but... and there's, like, Token's in the in the hospital because of COVID. Like, wait, but he got shot. We, sh- you, we saw you shoot him. Like, yeah, but we're only teachers because of the pandemic, so we wouldn't have shot him if it wasn't for the pandemic. So therefore, yeah, uh, Token is in the hospital because of the pandemic. Yeah, it was so it was so fucking ridiculous. But uh, yeah, it's the amount of stuff. Plus, like uh, they they go through the beginning of like you know I mean they they don't do the beginning I guess they they it's like basically everyone's been in quarantine. It's post it's post protest. It's post like quarantine figuring out. It's just people already now. It's everyone's acclimated yeah, to like the quarantine the kids- and stuff. It's like where it takes place, the kids have been doing online learning for a bit and the school is finally trying to get in-class learning back. And like Kyle or Stan wants everything to go back to normal because he's like losing his mind in in isolation. And Cartman is like, I don't want anything to go back to normal because I love not having to deal with anyone. Yeah. And Butters just wants to go to Build-A-Bear Workshop. And that becomes the, yeah. out of all of the topics we have, it becomes the quest to go to Build-A-Bear Workshop and everyone's well, trying to stop them. It's like throughout the episode, Stan is very clearly having issues that he doesn't want to talk about. And he's like, no, but Butters is losing his mind. Like we, we need to help Butters because maybe he feels like his, he's trapped in his own body and that he might die if he literally doesn't get to do something normal. So we, we need to help Butters right now. It's just like, he's very clearly talking about himself. And yeah, just Butters mentioned once that he wanted to go to Build-A-Bear and then Stan's like, we need to do it. Yeah. And you got Randy doing all the, uh, finding yeah. out that he's potentially started the pandemic because love- of the, it was like the bat and then it was the pangolin and it's Mickey Mouse and them, him both fucking a pangolin, a pangolin and a fucking bat. Yeah. I love it. Like when he first shows up in this episode, he's like calling a town meeting or whatever. Like he's got a stage and everything. He's like, now I know the pandemic has been really bad for a lot of people, including like you guy in the crowd who started a a massage parlor right beforehand or like you who started a, a restaurant right beforehand. I bet things aren't going very well for you guys but I'm actually doing great. Like things are awesome here at Tegrity Farms. So to give back to the town, I'm giving, I'm doing like a 10% off sale on my pandemic special. Oh God. It was amazing. Yeah. Amazingly toned up and amazing. That's yeah. why I was so good. And so they, they managed to make Randy so terrible as a person. And I just, just like love that. He's like, his... keeps calling Mickey every time. Yeah. Like the look on his face when he like gets the, um, like Sharon was watching the news or whatever and they're talking about like the investigation in Wuhan and they like they found the bat or they thought it started with the bat and it flashes back to like him last season in in China with Mickey and yeah like they for some reason fucked a bat together <laughs> god yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, until that... you fucked a bat <laughs> and like 
then Mickey wants to like kill uh, Stan because he's like, "It's just all your fault." Yeah, we're losing then, money left and right. Okay, yeah, because yeah, it's talking about the parks and everything else and the movie theaters, and it's like, what? I love how they're still at least current with Disney. It just is yeah. perfect. And then, um, freaking bringing in Mr. Garrison. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't want to do shit for the pandemic because uh, he's like, I did the math and the pandemic is affecting Mexicans faster than everyone else. So if I don't do anything, I can follow through on my one campaign promise of like getting rid of all the Mexicans. Ugh. Yeah. And then they definitely do like, because uh, this is still, this was in the, I forget when this was, like September maybe? This is, yeah, this is in September when this came out. And they definitely are prepping for the election because, like, they straight up do, Uh, like, a thing where they're, like, uh, the scientist is, like, we could make a cure from the pangolin. And Mr. Garrison just comes in out of nowhere with a flamethrower, burning the scientist and the pangolin alive. And he goes, well, that's done. Don't forget to vote, America. And then the episode ends. Yeah. (laughs) You can tell where they stand on uh, who they wanted to be out Uh, of the president, who they didn't want to be president, I guess you could say. Well, I love at this point, Mr. Garrison is just like a straight up. I mean, he's been this for, for like since last season, but he's like a straight up uh, Trump stand in because he's got like the orange face oh, yeah. and the, the blonde hair and everything. The The best episode of him was probably as president was the one where it had Mitch McConnell, uh, Mike Pence and uh, Holy. Who was the speaker of the house before Pelosi when it was still uh... Boehner? No, what? It was no, it was Ryan something. Oh, uh. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, I can't yeah. remember his name though. Oh well, he's not important anymore. He's in, he's obsolete now. He's irrelevant. Paul but Ryan. those Paul Ryan, that's what it was. And the, yeah, it has those three basically being like rape victims of Trump, where it's like uh, they're all beaten and bruised and battered. Yeah. And he's like, Mister Ryan, what's that on your? He's like, Why do you have a black eye? Oh, I I fell and hit a doorknob. And he's like, Oh, but then why is there cum on your face? <laughs> and he's like, It's a it's doorknob cum. <laughs> Like, what about uh, you, Mr. McConnell? Oh, uh, I'm just a turtle. This is, <laughs> this is so fucking good. Oh, God. It was... God. Yeah, they, they, they do a really good job with politics, I'll tell you. But, yeah. It's like... It was a cool... It's a fine episode. It had... It hit a lot of the points. But it just... Like I said, if it was a full season of this stuff, it would have been fantastic. Draw it all more out. They could have done a lot more. It definitely felt... Um, definitely felt rushed and uh very bare bones yeah, compared think, to what we could i think we one, of the, gotten. one of the things that was maybe a miss was like some someone i forget which character it was but like, they kept giving people shit for like not wearing their masks correctly and i like i guess that's kind of funny but at the same time it they could have easily done something where there was like you know, cover the karen issue or whatever where people will go into stores without a mask going like but it's my right. I can do whatever I want. You can't tell me what to do. What do they call it? Nose diapers? Uh, chin diapers. Chin diaper. Like, everyone wears it like, like you know, below their mouth and nose. And it's just like, oh, you got your chin, chin diaper on? <laughs> Doesn't That really helps, that chin diaper. Yeah, they were. They did a great job there. I love it. He's like, you don't have your mask on. He's like, oh, sorry. He puts it literally just on his oh, chin. Yeah. He's like, thank you. <laughs> so they're like two feet away from each other. God, that was so dope. Oh my god, I loved it. But yeah, South Park's uh it's I would still say watch it for sure. It's still oh, yeah. like 
does everything, but just, you know, it could definitely have been better easily. Yeah, even the, like, just okay episodes of South Park are still, like, usually pretty good. Yeah. And then, let's see, uh, to close off, I guess, my five here, I watched another kaiju one-shot movie, Mothra, the original Mothra, James. Mm, Uh, I like that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time because you know it's you get the you get the two miniature Mothra priestesses. You get like at one point there's like a little kid that tries to rescue them, and he gets beat up by adults. Like it's actually ridiculous. He tries to like escape with them, and then they I just beat the crap that. out of this kid and like throw a blanket on him, and they're <laughs> just like, "Hey, what happened to you?" And he's just like, "Uh," <laughs> and it's like, "Oh right, you were beaten by adults. I forgot." And it's it, the whole thing is just like you know greedy businessmen that uh, are trying to exploit Mothra and or exploit like um, they wanted to make like a show out of the tiny women. Yeah, they, they like want to make a show out of the two priestesses. So Mothra comes to as a as a moth to destroy them and then cocoons itself and then comes out as a moth and straight up Mothra was going to destroy uh, the city, uh, which is actually the only time we really see Mothra about to destroy something besides destroy all monsters where like they're all under under mind control and whatnot but it, it's a good time and it's funny too because like one of the executive guys when he's trying to get away like he's just in the street trying to fight through people and he like shoots a cop i think at one point and he's just like running away and i, I forget how he gets caught but he like i think it gets crushed by a building or something but you're just kind of like uh this dude is really trying really hard to like not get caught even though he's like he's like been caught but he's physically trying to get away <laughs> He's like, he knows everyone's after him now. <laughs> so it's just like a, a ridiculous time. Um, not much else to say. Just like, you know, I would say it's probably one of the better kaiju one shots. Um, my personal favorite is still like, for all the ones, if you ever want to watch a not Godzilla Toho Japanese monster movie, uh, my number one pick would always be Rodan. But I would say, honestly, Mothra is probably number two. Uh, actually, no, Mothra for me is... Yeah, no, Mothra's number two, because Mothra does a good job. There's, like, uh, and then I would say... Well, actually, I think we haven't... Have we gotten to those ones yet? No, we haven't. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, like, uh, where Frankenstein War Gargantuas was, because I still got those on Uh, the list somewhere. But, yeah, like, uh, definitely I know what the third and fourth uh, highest recommendation movies would be, but we'll get to those in due time. All right, uh, back to you, James. All right, uh, what do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah. So, a while ago, I started watching Trailer Park Boys, which is, the best way I could describe it is, like, the Canadian version of The Office, where it's, like, it's supposed to be shot like it's a reality show, but it's very much, it is scripted or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, instead of following, you know, the daily life of an office, it's the daily life of, like, a random trailer park in uh in canada i think it was called like sunnyvale or something like that and like it took me a little while to get into this show because i didn't really see the point of it i don't know especially since like the main characters are all like generally not good people but like i don't know for whatever reason i stuck with it and the characters kind of grew on me so like julian is supposed to be like the brains of the group or whatever He's, like, this big buff dude, and, like, for whatever reason, I d- this is, like, an ongoing thing with his character. He always has, a like, a glass of, like, rum and coke. 
always <laughs> like every single scene he has it like in his hand and he's like like the only scenes that he doesn't have one or like where where it would literally make no sense like he's in jail and it's like they wouldn't let him have a glass oh <laughs> but there's this like i don't know it's there's all these like running jokes that keep coming back in the show and it's it i don't know that shit gets me like i started noticing after a while that almost every season ends with like all the main characters or at least someone going to jail like every really? almost almost every season and it, it's usually some stupid shit like they're they're trying to make money real fast or whatever and it's like they they don't even want to make money so they can move out of the trailer park it's literally they they just want to make money so they can live comfortably in the trailer park <laughs> we've they, gotten a sofa for the trailer yeah like there uh there's a a, a reoccurring gag where like someone will just shout out like bottle kids What? because <laughs> like apparently like there's just this thing where the kids of this trailer park will go around with like a sh- with a shopping cart full of glass bottles and just throw them at people for fun oh so they they, they shout bottle kids out of fear like oh yeah, god they're coming like, hide like, yeah like brace yourself bottle kids <laughs> and oh my like, god for like 20 seconds they're just gonna be like bottles thrown at, at like the people on screen and then just like go back to normal when it's done uh, so it literally it just interrupts the actual it, it interrupts what's the pacing of the show and then they act like it doesn't happen yeah because it's just a normal thing in the trailer park oh my god that's fan how often does this happen like every other episode or so like it's not oh, even awesome. every episode it's just like randomly throughout the season oh, like it'll happen uh, is uh, it like little kid like elementary school kids or is it like pre like uh it's teenagers like or? elementary school kids i think for the most part uh, uh, okay usually it's like the youngest kids of the trailer park or whatever because it's like there's nothing else to do there uh the like so ricky is another guy in the group and he's basically i i guess they're muscle but <laughs> he has like sideburns all the time i don't that's not really a like character trait but it's just like his style <laughs> what's is your so- what's your personality <laughs> sideburns it, it's like he is super stupid and like he'll literally just like get phrases wrong all the time and like i i wish i had like looked up a couple just to like give you an example but like he'll get something like almost right uh like instead of saying like oh it's a, it's a, it's a turn of a phrase or whatever he'll say like it's a turned phrase you know when, when you turn a phrase <laughs> like he just doesn't like he doesn't quite get things and i don't know there's something weird about his character where he legitimately does not seem to be able to like think of work as a way of making money like getting a job like for him he the best way to make money is to just like do something illegal what? <laughs> and like like instead of going to a store to like buy what you want uh, what you need from the store he's just like oh you got to steal it because that's the best way then you don't have to pay for it <laughs> wow how often does he get caught all the time but he's like such a like slick talker that he's usually able to like think up something real fast like uh, he was able to um steal something from a store sometime by saying he was like an inspector and he was like inspecting the merchandise and he's like i need a sample to make sure that it's like at, like the right uh and they just thing. believe and they, him and they just believed him because he's like that good at talking people out of stuff and like uh bubbles like his dude like 
I had to look up a photo of this guy because I was like, does he just normally like, does he normally look like this? Because you could throw glasses on like thick ass glasses on someone to make their eyes look huge. But like he did this thing where he just like always has like his jaw like as far out as possible. And it's like it's not like his teeth are sticking out or anything. He just sticks his jaw really far forward and it makes him have like this really weird, funny face for the entire show. Oh and I, lo- I looked up a picture of the of the actor because I was like. Dude, he never breaks character and he's so good at playing this character bubbles that they don't tell you like he has a different name or anything. Just the entire show. His name is just bubbles. And he also doesn't seem to ever have like they don't talk about his parents or anything. He seems to have just always lived in the trailer park with the other characters and he doesn't even live in a trailer. He lives in like one of their sheds. Oh, wow. And he's just he's fine with that. Like he actually prefers that. Like later on in the series, he starts to make his own uh, um, businesses or whatever, and one of them is like he makes a a, sh- a shed and breakfast, or it's like bed and breakfast, but he just like bought a bunch of sheds for people to like rent in a trailer park, and people enjoy that. Yeah, it was like a it was the idea was like really extremely cheap lodging in Canada. So if you want to travel to Canada and like just spend no money on where you're living, like and you don't care, then that'll do, and. Uh, so I looked up a picture of this guy and like, he looks completely different. So kudos to this guy. I really should have looked up his name, uh, to give him an actual proper shout out. But like the guy who plays bubbles in trailer park boys plays this character so well for like 12 seasons. It's insane. And, uh, I, I technically haven't watched everything trailer park boys. Cause I think there was like a, a cartoon that Netflix put on after the show ended. Um, and there's like some movies that I haven't watched yet, but I don't know, like, I guess as a recommendation for people, like if you want to get into this, like it's kind of like the Clone Wars where you got to stick through like a couple okay seasons before it gets really funny. But like, dude, by the end of that show, I was just like losing my mind how funny it was. Like Trailer Park Boys is really funny. How many seasons is is this? Like how there's many episodes like, in a season? I, oh man, uh, let me look it up real quick. But I on I think there's like at least ten episodes or something like that per season, and there's like twelve seasons. Okay. While you're looking it up, I'll, I guess I'll at least get started on my next five. So uh, first off, James, thir- are oh, you got it? Seasons. Oh my god uh how many episodes yeah there's like six episodes in the first season seven in in the second season uh eight for uh seasons three and four and then like between around 10 for like the rest of the seasons okay yeah you said 13 yeah i guess well now it only says 12 seasons so maybe maybe the 13th is like the animated series there's an oh my god okay yeah. that's and like that's right. not even all the characters either like there there's um like the security guard for the park has this weird thing where like he has this huge fat like beer gut and he literally refuses to wear a shirt for like the entire series like it's this weird thing where he's just like yeah shirts are just uncomfortable for me i just don't like to wear shirts and to the point where like later on when he want he tries to join the police force and they're like, you have to wear a uniform. He wears like saran wrap underneath the shirt so that the shirt doesn't touch him. 
mm-hmm. and it's so weird and like i don't know I, th- I think that's one of the things that i really liked about that show is like seeing how they would like pick just completely random character traits for for their characters and just literally stick with them for the entire show like no matter how insane it was they would just keep and keep going with it dang all right my next five uh, first one over the garden wall so we've entered october james uh, one of my buddies was like, uh, hey, I'm going to watch Over the Garden. I think it was Bobby wanted to do it. Yeah. Uh, they were like, let's watch Over the Garden Wall. It's a thing I guess a lot of people do every year. It's a show that was on Cartoon Network. It's a one season show that has like these two kids in a, like a weird limbo world uh, when they fall into a river and it's like the 80s or something, if I remember correctly. And uh, in this world, like it's these, basically they, they, they are going through these different little adventures to get to... I forget where they're trying to go to. Honestly, don't remember uh, their travel point. But this whole time, they are being tracked by this guy that lives in the shop. I forget what his name was, too. I, dang, I need to watch this again already. But uh, it was like this cool shadow guy that would kind of take people's souls and put them in like a... He'd be like, oh, yeah, it's in this little... Uh, light or something and you have to take care of this light and dedicate your life to it to keep it alive and it's like it turns out it's just a fire the person actually was taken away a long time ago but uh, that's like an overarching thing where it's allows some of the characters to get dark it's trying to like tempt and corrupt some of the, the two little characters and uh by taking hope away from them and the whole time like during this weird dream limbo that they're going through they have different adventures from like werewolf uh, attack in the first episode to like these weird pumpkin people they befriend a bird that starts helping them and then there's like a uh a town where an, a giant uh, i mean not a giant but like a dude in a monkey suit keeps attacking the town or scaring the town and the town has like a school and the woman wants to be a teacher but her dad is like i'm gonna close the school because i don't have enough money to keep it open and all the kids are little animals and they're just like eating porridge all the time or something i forget it was something about um yeah for, i think it was like they eat molasses and potatoes or something is this an anime this is an animated show this oh, is on okay. cartoon network oh and okay. like they go around the monkey chases them around and then they it's like uh the mask comes off and it's the teacher's boyfriend who was lost or something and he's like i've been tracked in the squirrel suit for so long and i keep trying to get people's attention to help me out of it but they all seem to run away oh no (laughs) it's like it's basically a i'm like kind of over talking about it but basically it's this really amazing animated show that is like once it's one season it's very short and it's just fall it's like a very good fall tv show it's a very good fall tradition to have like uh, watching it with everyone else i understood why they want to watch this show every year and it's one of the better cartoon like better i guess cartoon network shows that came out within like the last decade or so or something it's def it's like really really well done and they do a great job of having like each different adventure is so i think it's supposed to be like a different i can't remember if it was a different circle of hell or something it was something interesting. I forget what it was. Like, I honestly got to watch it more than once to fully understand it. But they just do a really good job with the animation, with the characters. It's actually incredibly hilarious. Like, it's I was I was cracking up with it because the amount of ridiculous things that happen. It's very sweet. 
it's funny. It's great for all ages. Like, it's definitely a show that kids can watch and enjoy it when adults can watch and enjoy it too because there's stuff that the kids won't get for sure. It's not like really dirty or anything, but it's just like the messages it conveys. You're like, oh, I get that. Okay, that makes sense. That's really well done. But Over the Garden Wall, I'd definitely suggest watching it in like October. Watch it when it's like still more of the fall season than the Halloween season because there is some Halloween stuff in it a little bit, but more so like, uh, I don't know, there's spookier stuff you can watch. But this is a really good like opener for the month, I would say for sure. Uh, definitely check out Over the Garden Wall. Highly recommend that uh, show. It's really good. Uh, next up, like I start, I think I started doing a lot of uh, horror movie screenings during the month. And the first one we did was The Haunting. And Jim, you know about The Haunting? Mm, no. When, when did it come out? Uh, so this is the old one. Uh, this is the, I think, 1963 movie. Yeah. Is this the one that The Haunting of Hill House is based off of? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. If you look at IMDb, the that description is Hill House has stood for about 90 years and appears haunted. Mm. And it like goes through that. So The Haunting is kind of like the proto. It's the predecessor to all of the current things we see with the word haunting in it, pretty much. I see. Okay. And it's about like uh, this house has had multiple owners and people that live there and they've kind of died weird deaths and like kind of screwed up deaths. And over time, it seems like the house has claimed these people and they all just kind of become part of the house. And it has its own like it's kind of it's like a weird self-aware house that does its own thing. And so four people come into the house. One is like this woman who is she's kind of alone she's kind of like the sad woman who is dying to be loved and uh i forget what her role was she had she was an expert on something specific there was a woman that was a psychic or like she was yeah she was like a type of psychic and then uh this doctor who pretty much like uh he was highly experienced with haunted house. I guess he was like big into haunted houses. Like that was his doctorate or whatever. It was like haunting haunted stuff. And then the next was like this dude who was inheriting the house. And so like the four of them are just spending nights there and it does a really cool job of like, you don't see ghosts or anything, but you hear at night, like this giant thundering stomping of like, boom, 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 just like almost like drums going off. And it does a really good job of conveying like the horror, everyone freaking out. Cause they're like, what is that sound? It's getting closer. You hear the door shaking and they're like, it's trying to get in. What the hell is it? And you never see it because they never open the door. And then you hear it walk away and like the, the men come there because like I think the women were sharing a room and the men share a room or something. And they're like, what happened? They're like, it was there. It was here. It's all this stuff. And it was really cool how they, like I said, they, they don't show anything, but they make it known that it's there through like a lot of audio cues and uh, sound effects as well as... Uh, you know, sometimes a window breaks or the wind like hits a door or something like that. You'll see that kind of stuff, but nothing more. And the one time they do show a person, the doctor's wife shows up with them and she's like, I'll sleep in this master bedroom. And you just hear all this shit happens and the bedroom's empty and you're like, where the hell did she go? And the main woman in the, sh in the movie looks up and she sees like the woman up there and she looks like freaked out and all this She's like, ah, and you're like, oh my God. And she looks all disfigured, not disfigured, but like very disgruntled, like she's insane. And you're like, oh God, did it possess her? Is it inside of her or something? And it turns out 
that the sounds and stuff scared the shit out of her so much that she like ran and got lost and then like was in there and was trying to get their attention being like hey i'm up here but the woman that saw her accidentally got knocked out and like fell so it was just kind of like a big misunderstanding uh-huh. but the, just for her specifically and then it turns out like the house still wants somebody though and i think they're like you know uh the one of the owner <clears throat> one of the guys that used to own the house it's supposed to be like his ghost or something and for some reason the main woman is falling in love with the statue of the dude or whatever she's like oh if only we were together blah 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 it was like super weird and you could tell like oh the house is affecting her now she's crazy so they're like hey we think you need to go home so on her way back uh this crazy stuff i think the woman comes uh the, the wife comes out again uh into the road and she's like hey i'm out and she sees her in the road she thinks it's like a ghost or something and she like loses control of the car or she like lost her glasses crashes into a tree she basically dies and it's like whoops my bad and uh they're all just like uh hill house has claimed someone and it turns out like that's part of it though now she's part of the house and she's like with the guy or whatever there and death or something it's like basically the house claims another soul to join its ranks of personalities in there but now it's also she kind of got what she wanted in death but it was like kind of weird but it was a really cool thing of just like haunting vision uh, haunting audio with uh small visual cues and it just did a really good job of like i think at one point uh the wall moves and stuff like it does like a weird thing where it doesn't look solid it looks like liquidy or something where it's like woo, 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 mm. uh, that kind of thing so that was really cool with it but uh if you ever want to watch like something that's like classic horror like that where it's like oh this is what everything else came out of definitely watch the haunting from 1960 what year was it again 63 uh good time and it's in black and white so fun black and white film uh next up number three in this set of five uh dude have you watched it yet the invisible man no, New that's one? on my queue for HBO Max now. All right, I will save that then. I will save okay. that for when you watch it and we could jump through it together. Then yeah. uh, I'll go into the next one, Halloween Town. Uh, this is a Disney movie. Uh, it was like one of the Disney Channel movies. So it's like these girls, uh, these two sisters and a brother live with their mom, who's like a single mother. I guess the dad passed away. And she has like a bad relationship with her grandma with the their grandma who's her mother and she reveals like oh why is she never around and why is she only here maybe on halloween but like the mom hates halloween and she doesn't want them to celebrate halloween you find out that they're all witches and they have powers but she's gonna let their powers drain away so they could be normal and Mm. there's actually a kind of like different realm where all the magic is and it's halloween town and they basically go there on a bus filled with creatures and they're like wow this is crazy and it's you know it's a disney movie back then so it's like all this funny music where it's like beep 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 and you're just like oh boy halloween town and there's like a skeleton taxi driver and he's like making bad jokes and stuff and he's like you don't need to pay pay me later <laughs> and he just like drives away like an insane man uh it's the whole it's a cool movie because it's like it introduces this like, cool aesthetic of a town where it's like oh what if it's a town where all the monsters are actually normal people it's just like you know humanity might get a little too scared there or the monsters used to actually be worse but now they're just kind of docile and like happy and stuff um like there's like a werewolf 
barber where he like uh he just cuts hair and then there's like yeah, a vampire yeah. at the dentist and it's like that's who that thing's gotta come out and there's this like weird creature people there's goblins there's like all this kind of stuff i think there's a ghost that's in a sauna and they accidentally uh sweat him so hard that his ghost fat is gone so now oh he's a God, thin God. ghost and he's like i can't help me <laughs> <laughs> it's just hell- i think they shrink his voice at one point but the whole thing is like uh the mom's ex-boyfriend is a evil dark wizard who is trying to turn the town evil and basically uh reawaken them as his servants who will then go to the earth and take over the earth as magic will again and like they try to stop him and they use sunlight to destroy him or something i forget but uh it's just yeah it's a cool adventure of girls learning their witches and they become witches and then like they find out the brother is like i don't think they find out he's magic yet i think that's in the next movie uh or no i think i forget yeah i think they show that he is a warlock and he has like powers too but it's just a fun thing of like you know i think the message is like don't judge a book by its cover don't judge monsters just because they look like monsters and stuff and like they they make it so one kid who is like a goblin gets facial surgery so he looks human and then he acts like an asshole because he's like thinks he's hot shit as a human <laughs> and then you're like oh see what that did with the look so like the, the film has messages but it's like honestly if you got kids this is a great movie to show just because it's a fun time it's on disney plus and there's like three other movies after it uh that are all with the same cast for the most part and uh yeah it halloween town great time fun monsters uh everything now looking back at it looks really cheaply done but it's still great <laughs> um right. yeah and then uh let's see that's one two three uh four james actually get to it now what we do in the shadows the movie uh oh, yeah huh. dude so this movie is ho- i was dying i watched this before i started watching the show because i wanted to start with this first anyway and it's got like taika watiti in it as the main vampire and he's like kind of He's not like, um, what's his face? Uh, Nandor, the, uh, um, what's Nandor's title? I want to say like Nandor the Unrelenting or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. He's supposed to, he's, uh, he's like one of the middle vampires in age where he was a kind of poetic person or something. And he loved this woman who's like hella old now. And he's like, she was supposed to be with me in the twenties. And now she's like this old ass woman and he just like walks outside the house every day and he's just like oh, i want you <laughs> um i forget why he didn't get her but like there's also uh a younger vampire who's kind of a, a dick and then a older vampire who is i think he sleeps in a closet and he just like gets pissed off all the time and one of them always is kind of is very not show offy, but he, he always he's one of those dudes that wants to show off a bit. So he's always kind of being conflicting with others. He always tries to cause conflict a little bit. And then there's Peter. Peter is like actually like Nosferatu ancient vampire where he's uh, got like the, the skin is just like, you know, the pale ass skin. He's got the ears and he looks like yeah. a creature and he lives in the basement and he doesn't really talk. He's just like there and they're like, oh, hey, Peter. And he's just like silent and he's just like. <laughs> And it's just so good. Um, eventually, they accidentally uh, change a guy who joins them. I think his name is Nick. So it's just a modern guy, and it takes place in New Zealand. Like, this is in New Zealand. Mm, and 
they bite this guy named Nick. So now Nick's a vampire and he's like, oh yeah, so I'm a vampire and I don't really, uh, uh, everything hurts. Yeah. And he's like talking, cause at first he's like, it's cool. Like I'm immortal. Then he's like, I can't eat any of the stuff I used to eat. I can't eat potato chips. He got hella depressed because he couldn't eat potato chips. <laughs> and he's learning that stuff. And he's like, hey, is it cool if I like bring friends over? And they're like, wait, what? Because he's living <laughs> in their house now. And he brings over this regular human named Stu. And uh, there gets there. there's a fight that happens where one of the younger vampires and Nick get in like into a conflict with each other. And they're like, you have to go, Nick. And they're like, Oh, actually, you, Stu, you could stay. We actually like you a lot. You're pretty cool, Stu. And he's like, thanks. And it's like, Stu's that one of those guys that's hella quiet and everyone thinks it's cool, I guess, because he's always quiet, but he just looks like a regular guy that's just like, hey, I'm Stu. That's it. And he like works at like a a, a copy, like a regular office place oh, or something. Oh, I assumed they were uh, asking him to stay because they wanted to eat him. No, no, he was actually, first they thought about it and then they actually like Stu a lot. So they're like, oh, we have to keep Stu alive because oh, he's just funny. cool. And then you see, like, they have a a whole thing with werewolves where uh, they hate the werewolves. And I think they challenge the werewolves to a point where they throw a, a squeak. I can't remember if this is the show or this, but they they have a squeaky toy because they're like, all right, you're going to yeah. fight the werewolf, right? Or is they that the show? That the show too. <laughs> okay, they throw it off the roof. Yeah. Okay, that was the show. Then. Never mind. I was trying to remember. But they, I think they're going to have a fight in the woods or something. And... Uh, they they eventually have it. They, they, there's a whole thing where they keep going back and forth with the werewolves. But the best parts is like they go to the gala of monsters or something, and one of the vampires' his ex-wife is there, and I forget who plays her. But it's like a whole thing where they actually still love each other and they eventually get back together. But when they're there, there's like I think zombies and some other creatures too. They brought stew with them. And they're like, wait, we smell a human. And they're like, it's him. And everyone wants to kill Stu and eat Stu. And Stu's just like, uh. And all the like the guys in the house are like, all right, Stu, we gotta get you out of here. We gotta protect Stu. And they're, they're like, protect Stu at all costs. And they get him out. And then they run into the werewolves. The werewolves transform, even though they act like a double A meeting all the time, where they're like, you know, I've been, it's been this long since I transform, or like, you know, I. Uh, oh, I'm really? A, I, I'm civilized, I'm not a crazy wolf, but they get out of control and start fighting, and one of the wolves mauls Stu, and you're oh, like, yeah. no, Stu, and they're like, everyone's hella sad because they're like, Stu's dead, and then Stu comes back, and it turns out he's a werewolf now, and he's like, yeah, you know, I came back, and I was just alive again, and he brings, the, like, it ends with um, the werewolves, like, getting together with the vampires, uh, the female vampire, and I think the male, the older male get together, uh, but Peter dies. That was really sad. Peter gets burned alive. And it was like, no, oh, Peter. I think someone, uh, a hunter got in and left the lights. Of the, he opened the window. So Peter got burned. And it was like, because he doesn't talk. He's just like, hey, hey. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so sad. But dude, that movie is so freaking hilarious. That's what, t- like, I wanted to watch that before the show. It was such a good idea. Um, Definitely watch it. I realized I just spoiled probably a bunch of it, but honestly, when you watch it, you won't even think about it. You're just like, oh my God, this is hilarious. It's such a, definitely watch what we do in the shadows. It's such a freaking good time. Uh, it It's uh, it's New Zealand humor, but it works for everything. I guess you could say. That makes sense, right? Yeah. That makes sense. yeah. All right. And then let's see, that's one, two, three, four. Last one is 
Well, I guess these two are kind of uh, like Halloween 2018. Uh, the one is, with Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah, she comes back and it's like Michael Myers. I'll just say because we're also coming in at the end here. Yeah. I'll, I'll just wrap it up real fast. So this movie is really cool, but it also leaves a lot to be desired. It's just like, oh, cool, it's back. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like a crazy bunker person. She's got like a crazy bunker full of shit. She's like ready for Michael 24 7. Yeah. And he's. Did I never, you watch I, it? No, I never saw this one, but I did like that setup for at least the trailers where it was like, they basically ignore, I think, most of the Halloween movies except for the first one. And it's just like, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was attacked by Michael Myers, who's like, she's related to, like, literally decades ago. And she was just like, in case he ever gets out, I'm going to be ready. Yeah, and it it really is like he's in an asylum, he gets out, and he ends up killing like everyone practically to the point where uh, it's just the, it's like a whole mom, daughter, granddaughter situation where it's like a three-way team up between them. And it leaves out where, it leaves open the whole thing of the next two movies because there are two more, dude. It's supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah, so that's supposed to be like, I think Halloween Kills is next or... I forget, but uh, yeah, dude, it's all part of the trilogy. I definitely would want to talk about this more once they're all out or at least have a second one, but for sure, uh, it's not as good as I was hoping it would be, but mm. it it does at least, like, it, it, it makes it still interesting. It just left a lot of more unquestions, it left a lot of more questions to be answered, if anything. Mm. Uh, not yeah. much more to say on it without spoiling it too much, uh, but with that said, uh, we'll go ahead and close out here. Sorry, got a little crazy there. Honestly, if we didn't talk about Godzilla so much, probably would have had more time, but we wanted yeah, to talk like, about that trailer. We had a lot of fun with that, but I did realize like after I swiped over when we finished with that, we were talking about it for like 20 minutes. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> shit. Uh, but yeah, this has been Sutra Side Talk. This is our leftover special. Uh, I'll just say all the main stuff first. Of course, you can listen to us on various platforms uh, if you want to check us out on other stuff or have other people listen to it. Don't forget to share us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram where you can find us at Sutra Side Talk. And of course, leave us any uh, positive reviews you can. And uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, check out the other shows we got in the network here. And of course, we will have an episode like this again in February. We're going to make sure to do this monthly until we can knock down as much as possible. I think we got through a good amount for today. And of course, if we are allowed it during those news episodes... Hopefully we'll have time to keep going and knock out a little bit more. Uh, We're trying to chisel this away piece by piece until it's just kind of like fully current. And at least we know now, at least uh, movie TV show wise, I am currently in October and gaming wise, I think I'm still back in like August or probably August. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm kind of holding off because it's like, you know, 50 movies and shows and like 10 games. So I'm like, I guess thinking more about the shoot shows and movies at this point. But we'll see. I think I'll talk about a game next uh, backlog episode, but we'll see. Uh, With that said, though, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. And we'll be back next week with a probably two weeks worth of news episode. Have a great week until then. Thanks for listening.